gente. Esse aqui ficou bom. Vamos dizer algumas palavras hoje sobre concentração. Eu não ouço muito sobre concentração nesses dias, porque eu ouço muito sobre mindfulness. Mas eu quero lembrar que a um, concentração é um, parte do Eightfold Path. A integral part of it. And uh, concentration is a form of meditation, if we were to define it, is simply taking a single object of meditation and just focusing in on it and nothing else. And in um, traditional Zen, that takes the form of following the breath and usually um, keying in um, a one word. Um, a one-syllable word for that outgoing breath, usually the word mu. So what's very powerful about that as a practice is that the breath is the focus that you return to all the time, but there's a word mm -hmm, which brings our, our language and attentional focus into the breath as well. Mm -hmm. So it kind of unites everything together. And some of the background of in, at least in um, as we've inherited it um, through American teachers, is that when I first started doing Zen practice back in the 1970s, basically the practice we did was concentration. When you look back on it, um, following the breath, and Mu was the first koan, and your king moved your breath, and uh, it was very intense. You know, like really, really bringing a lot of intensity and really strong focus to going deeper and deeper and developing that, that depth of samadhi in that practice. It's also the form of practice which is described almost exactly to a T in um, the Christian contemplative prayer manual, The Cloud of Unknowing. Clothe your naked intent in a word of a single syllable, something like the word God, but it's the same practice, describing exactly the same practice. In um, Western Zen, as myself and many other people experienced it over the years, is that uh, constant, this concentration practice and practice on koans was very, uh, very popular. It's also had the Soto Zen and the Shikantaza practice as well. But the concentration practice was very, very popular. And people uh, um, had very interesting kind of experiences that came out of that concentration exercise, you know, the openings, Kensho experiences. Mm -hmm. As time went on, It emerged, um, we got to understand these teachers more and more and we started to understand more about the practice, is that that concentration meditation could take people to very deep places and have very deep insights, but something seemed to be missing. For many, many people it wasn't integrated into their everyday life. And, um, and what we found was um, 
many instances have seen teachers um, having having very poor boundaries in their relationships with students and in organisations, and uh, often being very creative and, and vibrant kind of people, some kind of special energy about them, and yet often having um, very poor interpersonal skills or not much emotional intelligence sometimes, you know, something missing. And uh, it led Robert Aitken in his later years of teaching, he was very gung-ho with the concentration too, early in his life. But later on, I read that he, he said that, I'm not interested in the day that you're enlightened. I'm interested in the day after you're enlightened. In other words, you might have this experience of insight, but what are you going to do with it? Is it just an interesting experience that you're going to attach yourself to? Or is it actually going to get this experience of no self, is it actually going to get integrated into your life? Or is it just going to be the special experience that stays outside of it? And so as time went on, um, people particularly like um, Joko started to question whether this sole emphasis on concentration was really the be-all and end-all of Zen practice. And basically what she did is, is to use basic Buddhist terms, she shifted into a mindfulness practice. Mindfulness is not focusing just on, on one object, but it's, it's watching the flow of the present moment, it's watching many objects come and go. Mm -hmm. It's more open-ended, less structured. And her approach was, let's open the practice up like this, it may be slower, you may not get to the same depth of samadhi that you get to in a concentration form of meditation, but it will be a slower, more gradual, maybe what she thought a more healthier kind of integration of Zen practice into everyday life. We weren't just focused on the breath, we actually focused on being mindful in the way that you relate to others. You know the way that you process emotion, even the way you think, like the whole of our being, just like narrowed down. And now, as you know, mindfulness has become very popular as a movement in psychology and so on. Everyone thinks it's, it's wonderful, and it is. But um, with the intention of wanting to bring um, integration back into practice, I want to go back and focus on the importance of concentration as well as mindfulness. The way the Eightfold Path comes together is that all these things kind of act together to create a transformation. It's there for a reason. There isn't just mindfulness in the Eightfold Path, there's concentration there too. And I think that um, when you do a, a concentration type of meditation, you get a kind of depth experience. When you do a mindfulness type of meditation, you get a width kind of experience. And it's important to have both. And um, what I've been doing over the last few months, particularly during the last session that we had, um, I'm mainly doing a mindfulness practice. But every now and then, sometimes for a whole day, I would go back to the original practice I had, which was just focusing on move with my breath. And, and doing it in a very, very firm, focused kind of way. And there's a very, it's very peaceful. It's 
very powerful. You know, you know that saying in, um, you may have come across it in Zen, to cut off the mind road, cut off that, that chatter that just goes on and on and on and on. Concentration meditation really cuts through it with a sharp sword. It has a real benefit at times. And um, what my own intention is, is, is maybe even once a week when I do my meditation every day, to actually just focus on doing a very, a very focused concentration meditation because it brings more quality to your mindfulness when you do it. And uh, what I'd like to do is in, encourage you to do that at, at times in your practice as well. Um, just every now and then, every week, every couple of weeks, actually do it as a practice. Take a word. It doesn't have to be move. My first teacher, Kabori Roshi, Japanese teacher, used the English word one. Just keying the word one into your upcoming breath. Don't know what it is. It could be God. It could be Om. Tibetans use the word Ah. Any word will do. It doesn't matter. There's nothing sacred about the word. But there is something very powerful about that experience. And so in the spirit of integration, um, I'd like us to be having a practice which includes it as well, rather than it being seen as kind of outdated and old-fashioned. 